the Junior Kekoeva Jr. Show, starring Junior Kekoeva Jr. Join Junior and the Wayne Bonhe Band as he makes any kind from Hawaii. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Junior Kekoeva Jr. I wouldn't even believe it, bro. If it wasn't happening to us, bro, this is this is incredible. Bob, I remember the radio days, okay? I mean, I'm just reflecting, that's all, right? Reflecting on the on the radio days, bro. Radio days, okay, was different. So I would get the call from Rory Wild. He'd go, hey, bro, you can come in today or what? You know? And the answer was always yes, right? Because, bro, oh, that was that was the best fun I ever had in my life working with Rory. And and so so the answer was always, so yeah, I'll be right there, all right? I'll be there in the morning. Sometimes, bro, I remember I used to get the call. And I used to be at Foodland. I used to be at Foodland. I, Market City Foodland. I used to live down that side. I used to be in Market City Foodland, right? And I used to get the call. I used to get the text, actually. I get the text. And like, ho, oh, I got to get home like right away and go sleep. And I mean, I used to pound sleeping pills because I had to get up at 3.30. I mean, that's, that's part of the thing, bro. That's part of the, I mean, you know, there's stuff that people don't know. Okay. And part of the thing that I took sleeping pills for 18 years, for because because normally, right before the sh- before I got involved in a show and all of that, but I go sleep one o'clock, one thirty, two o'clock, right? But I gotta be up at three thirty in the morning, so I started pounding sleeping pills. My doctor, my doctor gave me sleeping pills. My doctor gave me anything. <laughs> my doctor's right on. And I go down to my doctor's office. And say, hey, can I have some uh, blue pills for the cane? <laughs> you know, scratch my itch a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah take them blue pills. <laughs> anything, right? So, so I get. So I, I just I had sleeping pills, and and I just got off of them, right? Because, bro, you know, I I, st- I stopped doing radio four years ago, right? And then uh, you know, I I, I wasn't uh, the kind. I was doing August show, but it was different. August show, no need get up three thirty, you know. So, uh, but before that, right? And then so I, so I got off the sleeping pills because I was like, bro, this thing is affecting my memory. I mean, you know, some guys I knew for a long time, they would come up to me and they'd say hello. And i go, hey, hey uh, yeah, uh, yeah. trying to remember the name. You know what I mean? But, so I'm like, hey, doc, you know, I, I got I to gotta stop taking this stuff. <laughs> so, so, I never, so I've been off sleeping pills for a while. But I quit drinking. But I mean, everything that was interesting about me, bro. I feel, I power, I power already. You know what I mean, bro. That's what that's what happens. You know, when you find the when you find the woman of your dreams, you know what I mean. Things change, Hawaiians. Cause cause I I was thinking like, oh, bro, I gotta I gotta be good now. I gotta, I gotta I gotta cut out the sleepy pills. What if I forget her in her name? What if I forget her birthday? What if I forget you know our anniversary, right? And so bro, I get all this stuff in my calendar, in my phone, right? My phone reminds me of everything. But anyway, so um. So yeah, it's pretty interesting. I'm pretty boring now, Hawaiians. Uh, <laughs> anyway, hey bro, we'd like to thank uh, United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, South Africa, Germany, and Belgium. So far, that's the only countries. And then in the United States, oh, bro, I gotta tell you, 
you know, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say like you know, I'm gonna say mahalo to California, Texas, Virginia, Montana, Nevada, Utah, Washington, New Jersey, Tennessee, Massachusetts, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, and Arizona. But what's really new is when we take a look at the Hawaii demos. That's new, okay? Because Wailuku, okay, what was Honolulu was the leader, right? Wailuku has taken the lead. Whoever's listening to us in Wailuku, we love you guys, man. Hey, mahalo. We're feeling the love. I know, I know this one chick of Makawao, but, but that's not a podcast, but, 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 I know, I mean, I don't, I don't know if she's listening, but man, uh, Mandy, if you, if, if it's you, baby, uh, and, and you're telling all your friends, uh, mahalo. Thank you, baby. Uh, I still love you after all these years. No worries. Okay. So, uh, Wailuku, 36% of Hawaii's audience is Wailuku. They're the leader. Then Honolulu at 34%. Wahiwa, 7%. Why not? Westside? Why not? 6%. And it just kind of goes down after that. Waipahu, Kailua, and Hilo. But Hilo's listening to us. Hey, mahalo, Hilo. We love you guys. Kaneohe, Mililani Town. <laughs> the bored housewives of Mililani. But... You know those, bro, those housewives in Mililani, but they give you some action. I tell you, they, they're bored stiff. Uh, <laughs> so, Ever Beach, I air, Proceed, or Ever Beach, bro. You know the Filipino chicks I know on Ever Beach, bro. They, they're all voting for Augie T. He's running for office, okay? So, Ever Beach, uh, Augie will be very happy to know you guys listening to me. So, please vote for him. Uh, and then I air, Pearl City, and Pearl, ha- Pearl Harbor, of all places, right? So we get some military guys on board, and and uh, yeah, bro, we get uh, yeah, <laughs> whoo, what a blessing, what a blessing, Hawaiians, thank you, thank you, thank you, and uh, mahalo for for checking us out, and uh, yeah, we just you know, bro, this is the podcast, and and you know, we started doing this podcast with with no expectation, bro, we never expect nothing, you know, I thought I thought okay, we was gonna get some listeners in Honolulu, and and yeah, we was going you know. We was going to get, you know, a couple listeners outside, you know, the transplant areas. and So I, so I get a hold of my nephew, right, Eddie, Eddie boy. And uh, we say, hey, hey, God, you can pass him around in Las Vegas. So he can pass him around. So all this time, we thought Las Vegas was the kind, right? Uh, no. <laughs> Las Vegas isn't even on the map. Uh, so in... in <laughs> Las Vegas, yeah, they, they never pop up yet, okay? So, we're still waiting, Eddie. Uh, <laughs> I guess Eddie's out there. No, Eddie's the kind, the Green Bottle Union. He's with the Green Bottle Union. So, if you guys are in Las Vegas and you happen to pick us up, because, you know, you never know, right? They might be picking us up next month or two months from now because this thing this thing is there. They can pull them up anytime. They can listen anytime. So, uh, yeah, just koku at the Green Bottle Union. Eddie Boy, that's my nephew. And uh, just tell him I said, how's it? That's all you, that's all you guys got to do. But, you know, so we've been talking to guys from out of town, you know. And, uh, you know, Hawaii is one of the poorest places to do business, Hawaiians. Okay. And, and the reason why. Okay. So so Hawaii is so tight, right? I mean, we all know each other. We all, right? We all are the kind. And, and um, so these guys come from the outside. Now, they're not necessarily white guys. Okay, because I, I seen some black guys, they, they, you know, I met some black guys and they come up to me and they talk story with me and they go, bruh, we cannot even get anything done in this town. How do you guys do it? You know, and they go, the tail wags the dog in this town, right? The tail wags. I said, bruh, in this town, 
the ducks win the chicken fights all day long. All day long, bro. All day long. Okay? And so I said, well, this goes back to the kind. This goes back to the syndicate days. This goes back to the company. And he said, the company? I said, Google the company. Okay, so the company. Now, I went with, I was going with this girl, right, back in the day. So back in the, this was before, this, well, actually was, was after I used to hang out uh, with Uncle Don Hodem in, in Waikiki. But, but this was before the, uh, you know, before the cleanup, before the, before everybody would crack down, before the cops would crack down on everybody. Back in the day, you had, you had cops on both sides of the aisle. Okay. So you had the, the cops that was cops and then you had the cops that worked for, for the boys. Okay. And, and they had, uh, you know, but bro, I can, I can tell you this now because I, you know, I'm not, in, I'm not involved like, like I used to be. But, but these guys, right? They two side, two side. And, and so sometimes, you know, you would, you would, get, I knew some guys, buddy, there was lieutenants in HPD and they resigned and they went to be lieutenants in the syndicate, right? Cause better pay and better benefits, better, bro, better everything. These guys, but they were living like big dogs, but they were living like big dogs. So, I mean, you know, and the, the kind of stuff that, that we know, I mean, bro, I still cannot talk about that kind of stuff. You know, I would love to tell you guys all the secrets, but no can. But but the dog the, the the tail wags the dog and the ducks win the chicken fight, and and it was bro it was always like that. I mean in politics everything, so you guys gotta know that nothing happens in politics by accident, okay nothing nothing Hawaiians. So so here's here's an example of some of the stuff that happened, and these guys they don't know how the hell this thing happened right. Well, this place was so like, bro. I don't know if you guys remember, you know, back in the day, but they had all these trials, right? And people used to watch these trials on TV. And these guys used to go in the courtroom for these serious charges. And the judge used to let them off with, like, hardly anything, right? And people used to go, what? There was outrage. They were like, how the hell can these guys do all this stuff? And then and the, the judge didn't give them probation. What, what the hell? Okay, no, no. See, see, the thing you guys never know was the judge was working for the for the man. See, so that the same guys that was sending the guys for go do the stuff, right? They they was the same guys that that the judges was working for too. See, so, bro, this is this is this is this is so the kind. Everything was organized. <laughs> Everything was organized. I mean, bro, this stuff was organized. Okay, so the the, the syndicate had two. Favorite methods, okay? Uh, one was accidental drownings at Sandy's, okay? And and one one was overdose, okay? <laughs> so one was overdose. Because, bro, I remember, I remember being in my Uncle Eddie's car. And, and my Uncle Eddie would pull up to the scene, right? And we went into the, we went into the can. And the cops was there. And we said, oh, what happened, officer? He said, oh, well, we had you know, accidental overdose. I mean, overdose? And so we make a phone call, right? So, because we got to check them. And we go, Brad, uh, so-and-so you did, did heroin. And he said, oh, yeah, you know, he had one heroin habit. You go, really? How long he had the heroin habit? He said, about 20 minutes. I mean, Brad, everything was so organized, right? I mean, right right down to the nines, but to, to the T's, to the T's, okay? And then, Brad, so, so the... You know, down Mauna Kea Street, right, had this gambling place. 
And and I, I used to hang, you know, over there because I used to live downtown for a while in Chinatown and, and around some of the most dangerous guys you ever knew you ever knew. But these guys was some of them are serving life right now. But but no, for real, they're serving life right now. And and they used to listen to me on the radio too. You know, I used to get the messages from the brothers and you know, some of the brothers they get out, they come look for me, they go, hey, so and so said, hey. So so said, how's it? And you know, listen to you on the radio, everything like that. Glad everything's going good for you. You know the kind. And so, but these guys, right? They they was they was like heavy duty guys downtown, okay. And a lot of these boys, they they had gambling houses, okay. So these gambling, there wasn't really houses, but there was like there was like rooms with these these gambling rooms. And so these guys, you know, in Chinatown, right? They used to guard the door. <clears throat> At one o'clock in the af- one o'clock in the morning, right? This black sedan used to pull up, four-door sedan, and this, you know, what looked like, on, I thought it was a Japanese man. Actually, it was Korean. This Korean man gets out from the back, the back door of the car, and he goes right up to the, you know, to the brother, right? And that's, that's our friend, and he's, he's the guy watching the door, and he lets this guy in, okay? And this guy, this guy don't leave the place till about like four in the morning. Now they get they get everything upstairs. They get they get donuts. They get pastry. They get they get grinds. They get, and they send the the errand boys down to Zippy's to go pick up whatever they like. And they they come back. So they had runners. They call them runners. So these runners will go down. They will get food. They will get anything. Whatever you like when you're in a gambling house. But they will go get and they will bring them. The runner will go get them. You know. So so this guy this guy used to come every time one o'clock one o'clock one o'clock one o'clock. You know, we used to call them one o'clock. We used to call, nobody knew names, but nobody was nobody was uh, privy to the to the names, right? Nobody knew. We used to call them one o'clock, and so we saw one o'clock, right? All of the hey, one o'clock, one o'clock, and hey, you know, we we, ne- we never really want to get to know these guys because you don't want to know how it is when you're around these guys. You don't want to know too much, trust me, right? So we just call them one o'clock, and when we see them, is hey, how's it? You know, he goes hey, how's it? you know, he go inside. Mind his own business. We mind our business. You know, nobody the kind. So he go do his stuff. Well, I had one time that I was brought up on charges. <laughs> I was brought up on charges. So these guys, what had happened was I had this place, right? And I took this guy in. I took this guy in and his friend, right? And they was, they was old. They was older. I think they was in the, the late 40s or something. Bro, I was in my 20s. I was, I was like early 20s. I was like 22, I think. And these guys was like in their 40s, uh, whatever. They were older guys. <clears throat> so this guy, uh, these two guys, okay, uh, they were staying at, at my place. I went, you know, I went go do my stuff, right? I went I went with the boys. We was running with the boys. We was doing stuff. And so I, and I came back, right? And the door to my place was locked. And I'm like, what? The door's locked. Because, you know, I always told him, bro, no lock the door. Because if I come back, you know, I like to get locked outside. So I pounded on the door, right? I don't know. They was drunk because this place smelled like vodka, right? And then when they opened the door, I went walk inside. And I think that they never know it was me. And they went slam me in the head with this metal spike. So this metal spike was kind of long, was like was like almost almost a foot long, and I went catch him in the forehead. But lucky thing, I went catch him like a little bit more up on my head and not my forehead. So I almost scar, but I I mean I get the scar, but it's under my hair, right? And they went they went whack me with it. So I fell to my knees, right? 
and I saw the blood dripping down. I'm like, I was, I was bleeding, right? And and I was, I was like, whoa! And and so the only thing I could do was get out of there, right? And I went downstairs, and we had on payphone where I used to live. Okay, this was on, this was right on the waterfront, right across the waterfront. And and I went on a payphone, and I called the ambulance. And the ambulance came down, and the ambulance took me to Queens, right? So so this doctor that I knew, right? He was stitching me up, and I told him, Doc, stitch him up real tight, because I'm going back, and I'm going to kick this guy's ass. And he's telling me, he said, oh, no, no, you, you don't want to do that, not not with stitches. I said, Doc, just give me a couple extra stitches, T- stitch him up tight. I go, I'm going back, I'm going to nail these turkeys. And, and so so anyway, so the doc went to stitch me up real good. Doc, I was so mad, I was so mad, not, I mean, I was mad because I was nice to the guys. You know, if I'm nice to somebody and they screw me like that, bruh, I, you know, you know what I'm saying, right, Hoynes? Bro, you guys feel me. And they, they do the kind of, so, so, you know, and I was young, bro. I was young, right? Like, now, I, I wouldn't do that kind of stuff now, but I was young. So I, I walked across, bruh, from Queens Hospital. I walked across the state capitol, down through Powahi Street, down through Smith Street, right down to the building. I came up, I came up the building, and they were still there, bro. They were still there. So what happened was, I went grab this guy's long handle pliers. I was chasing him out of the thing, and I took his pliers and I threw him at him like down the hall, and must have been a good eight feet away from me. And I threw, and the thing hit his ribs and went bust his ribs because the guy was old, I guess, whatever. But but I threw him kind of hard, and the thing went bust his ribs. And the other guy, the other guy came at me with a broom, and so I took the broom away from him. And I went whack him over his head. So these two guys, right? So they went filed the charges. The charges was was uh, was second degree assault and third degree assault, right? So I had two charges, and you know I had to go caught. So I'm walking in court the day I gotta go caught. Now this is where I see one o'clock. Okay, the guy, the old man that you know come every time go gamble one o'clock. So I'm walking in, and this is the old courthouse, okay? And you know, and I go to the old courthouse. I see, oh, you know. And, and my uncle Larry them, and you know the, the the boys and stuff. I see, I see the guys, right? And this thing. So yeah, what you doing here, bro? Oh, I got, I gotta go. God. Oh yeah, well, what court you gotta go? Ah, oh, well, gee, I, I don't know. I looking for the room, and I, I looking on the ticket. I mean the summons, right? The summons. So I looking on the summons, and I walking down, and I look into this first, you know, room, right? And and I see one sledgehammer on the counter, with one tag on them, you know, like Exhibit A, right? It's a big sledgehammer, so I don't know what kind of case it was, but I, you know, I never liked no. And I, I look inside because the the old courthouse had windows on the doors, had windows like the new courtroom where you go down, no more window, nothing, right? All all secure, everything. <clears throat> but the old courthouse had windows, so <laughs> I went look inside the window, and I went look at the judge, and I'm like, O M G, Hawaiians, that was one o'clock. One o'clock was the judge. And I would look, and I would look his name, and I go, oh, that judge, right? Of course, I don't can say his name. But one o'clock was the judge presiding over the case, bro. And, and you know, I was just walking through, right? That wasn't, that wasn't my case. That wasn't my courtroom. That wasn't where I was supposed to be. But, but I said, oh, okay. So, so you know, that was on judge. And the judge used to come downtown and he used to go up Chinatown. This was in the early 80s. This was like 81, 82, around there. 
And the judge used to come down and gamble. Bruh, we saw so many stuff. But right around the corner, okay? And this was this was this was on the corner of of Mauna Kea and and uh Pauai. <clears throat> Mauna Kea and Pauai Street had on bar on the corner. I don't like mentioning the name of the bar, but yeah, had the bar on the corner. I think you can mention can I mention yeah, the name the, okay, the Minotoya. And they had one gambling room upstairs. I mean, I think I think everybody in town knew that. So, so the other thing about Mauna Kea Street, right? Late in the in the night, maybe like from ten thirty on, eleven o'clock on, had all mahus down there, right? And we knew these guys; they was our friends. I mean, we knew these guys, and they used to, you know, they used to, so they used to go on dates and stuff. And these cars used to go around and around the block, around the block, right, looking for the, you know, I guess the their friend, which whichever one they always date or whatever. And then after that, they all end up down who uh, down the kind glades. They had the the glades down Hotel Street, right? And they used to go down the glades and they used to drink and they used to dance and you know everything. And that was the four o'clock had had couple four o'clock bars. That was one, and and Club Hubba Hubba was the other one, right? So we so you you know we we see these mahus and going, and then the mahus come back from a date and on one of these dates, right? So this Mahu friend that we know, and I don't like mentioning name, but you know, we we know him. And and he she gets out of the car, right? He, she, whatever, gets out of the car and talks to this other and we, we hear her mentioning to the other Mahu, right? They're sitting down on the side of the building, right? Because it had had like benches and stuff, like like on bench kind of thing. And she's sitting down and he and so he goes. Mary, right? They they call each other Mary. I don't I don't know if it has to do with a Catholic church or not. But anyway, so they so he goes, Mary, guess who was that? Right? And then, who is that? And the, so this Toyota Corolla is pulling away, right? And he mentions the name. Okay, I know can mention the name because you guys probably somebody a lot of people probably know. He's a news anchor on a local TV station. He's not on the he's not on TV now. But but he, he was on local news anchor. And he was driving away in his Toyota, right? And he's down here. But, but I know for a fact he live in Kauai Kai. He live in Hawaii Kai, but and we knew his wife. And we knew his wife. We knew his wife. And and so you know what I mean, you know. But that's the kind of stuff we saw, Hawaiians. We saw we saw the kind of stuff that not too many people see. You know what I mean? And that's the kind of action had until HPD came down and went clean them up. Boy, when they clean them up, bro, when they went clean up downtown. They went park the bull wagon right up. Okay, you know what a bull wagon is? Okay, that's the, the what they call them? The paddy wagon. <laughs> we used to call them the bull wagon because all the bulls used to be inside a wagon. Okay, and I gotta tell you how they did them, bro. Was was so funny. So they used to bring the bull wagon right, and they parked the bull wagon on the corner of Mauna Kea and Powahi on the opposite corner, and they park them right. They had German shepherds, bro. There was walking dogs through downtown because at at some point, right, the police chief and the mayor said, "All right, Paul, we're done with this." Because, bro, they was dealing, they was dealing cocaine and heroin in in the crosswalks, bro. People were shaking hands and and, and deals was going down right in the crosswalks. These guys, and we used to see all this stuff. I mean, you know, I wasn't involved, but we used to see this stuff, and and we knew the guys, right? Because us guys, we we you know. We we was uh we was uh, our focus was wasn't drugs our focus was something else, and and we used to watch bars and stuff like that, and then so, 
All this stuff started going on pretty soon. HPD, bro, they had it. They brought dogs, they everything. So what they would do is they would make arrests all night long. And and the bull wagon was parked there from 7 o'clock in the evening. And they never go, they never leave till like 4.30 the next morning. And and overnight, bro, that bull wagon was full sometimes, bro. Was full. And you walk on the sidewalk past the bull wagon. You could hear them talking inside. They laughing. They, they, you know, whatever. But, bro, I tell you, there is nothing more stink. But you could smell that bull wagon just walking on the sidewalk. But you could smell that damn thing. Because these guys, they've been, some of them been in there since 7, 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. You know, we walking past it, 2 o'clock in the morning. We were, oh, my God, the stench coming out of that thing. But the bull wagon was parked there. And they, they kept collecting guys. They kept arresting them. And, and they cuff them. And they, they walk them in a bull wagon. They leave them inside there. And these guys all sitting down waiting. In the morning, they take the bull wagon. And they drive them down to cell block. They every process all these guys. And then they go caught. Right? And then and then they, they get back in the bull wagon. And they, they got to go caught. <clears throat> so, Brad, I mean, this thing happened. HPD cleaned up downtown. They did such a fabulous job. They cleaned up downtown pretty darn good, and they cleaned them up really fast, bro. And and um, bro, it, it was it was it was unreal. The kind of stuff that we saw go down, like like how they took down the uh, the the guys, like the troublemakers, every everybody, bro. It was it was unreal, and and so so this is why, you know, we always say it on the radio. <clears throat> like if you guys if you guys gonna make trouble, you guys gonna you know gonna do whatever. You guys, and this is for you younger guys, okay? You guys got to know that HPD is made up of a network of brothers and sisters. They're local people, right? And, and bro, they get family. They get, you know? And when you try, you, you know, when you, you know, local people, it's very hard to fool local people. And I'm telling you guys, that's who, that's who HPD is, right? And we saw these guys, when they... When they started busting these guys, one by one, they went down. Boom, boom, boom. It was like watching dominoes fall. Hawaii. Pretty soon, downtown was clean. I mean, you know, but but uh, we get we get out of stories for, for out of podcasts. But but I will tell you that, that the ducks ran the chicken fights for a long time. And it all started with that kind of stuff, right? So these guys, they come down, they, you know, they come down over here and they, they like do business, right? But they're doing business with local guys, and the local guys, but they, they all get everything in place already, right? And so these guys wondering, like, how come things are so backwards over here? Why is things so backwards over here? Bro, everything is, you know, and I, I got to tell you, I mean, there, there is more stuff that is that is backwards because it's not so much backwards. It's just that it's guarded, and they, they don't, like, let you inside, okay? So... And, and these guys, man, they, everything is sewn up. And, and this all went back to the company. Because the company, bro, the company had people in every every industry. The phone company, bro, had a phone company at, at the executive levels. Bro, they had syndicate guys inside there. The unions, everything. They all, all these guys. So they, 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 in the police department, I mean, you know, whatever. But all these different key places, bro, they all had these guys. And and everything was all on a down low and bro, I mean, you know, we used to walk in clubs and stuff, right? And and the cops used to be in there and and you know, I used to go, Hey, uncle, the, the cops over there he goes, Oh, 
no way, they with us. I mean, you know, they they crying, right? So you know, they're watching us. No worries, they they with us. So I mean, and you never knew, bro. That's the thing, right? You never knew. You go, I could, I could walk in on on one place, right? And <laughs> all these guys. So so one time, I mean, this bar in Kalihi, right? And this was, bro, I was maybe twenty, twenty. Oh damn, I was mid twenties, and we had this certain governor. Okay, and and um, I cannot tell you who. I cannot tell you who the governor was. And his daughter was in the club. And this was a small, small little Japanese bar in Kali, right? And one, one small one, very small. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't think the daughters, you know, would be in there. You wouldn't think she would be in there. And she was, bruh, she was getting wasted. She was getting all junk. And then she started talking, right? You know, and you know, you know what it is when they start talking, right? So she starts talking about who her father is. She starts talking about these and that, right? Pretty soon. One of the brothers, right? He stand up from the back, and and you know we, we knew it was only a matter of time. We was watching the guy. It was like, oh boy, pretty soon. And so he stands up. So this Hawaiian guy stands up, and he walks over to the girl, and he puts his hand on her shoulder, and he says, "Look, girly," and and at that she was kind of she was kind of surprised, right? She kind of like kind of stunned her a little bit, and he goes, "Look, girly." Your father works for us. So you take your drink, you're gonna back table over there with you with you with your pals, and you sit down and you enjoy yourself. You got that? And she looked at this guy and she goes, Oh, oh okay, I I'm I'm sorry. And she went in the back table. Nobody heard a word from her Hawaiians for the rest of the night. For the rest of the night. But you but you know, that's what I'm saying, right? So in Hawaii, bro, you never know. You never know, okay? And that's why you got to be humble. That's why, because the ducks run the chicken fight, and you don't know who the ducks, and you don't know where the ducks, and, you know, it's not it's not like you think. It's not like everything is out in the open, and then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? I mean, not, not everything is like, sometimes you don't even know, and, and you're not even aware until they stand up and go, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> to give you the word, you know what I'm saying? But how many times I was with my uncle? We walk in the bar, but these guys, they, 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 oh, uh, uh, sorry, Hawaiians, I, uh, I gotta go. Anyway, yeah, yeah, the dogs win the chicken fights for a reason in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, there are people watching this place. <laughs> All right, hey, uh, the views and the information and the ideas and everything on the show is, is uh, yeah, it has nothing to do with our sponsors. Island Club is probably like to say mahalo today. Uh, Better Randy and Sister Jerry, also Voice Master Enterprises, and uh, AFM Hawaii Music featuring the music of Darren Chinane, and he's out on iTunes, uh, making a good name for himself and for artists in Hawaii. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Hey. The podcast is from Mahalo, Mahalo, cousin. Thank you, cousin. All right, come back next time. Until next time, I'm Jimmy Keiko Evans Jr. Mahalo and Aloha.